to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Mr. Penguin, for some men, love is a source of strength. But for you and I, it will always be our most crippling weakness. We are better off unencumbered. You said it yourself. Your mother is dead because of your weakness. But what you need to realize is that your weakness was her. And I have nothing left. A man with nothing that he loves is a man that cannot be bargained. A man that cannot be betrayed. A man who answers to no one but himself. And that is the man that I see before me. A free man. better unencumbered that woman is how do i put this the devil welcome to legends of gotham where we talk about fox's hit series gotham set in the world of batman i'm bill meeks and i'm Anne marie de simone and we're back another tuesday night tuesday night tuesday night happenstance here at live.universebox.com uh, as usual we're here with our chatters we don't our have chatters, any right now but yeah we have king kerr king kerr and king kerr is quiet king kerr so- <laughs> I, I concur on that. I concur with King. But uh, usually 8.30 p.m. EST, live.universebox.com is where we meet up to, to do this live. And uh, sometimes we do it with a bunch of chatters like last week. Sometimes we do it with a couple. Sometimes sometimes they, they come and go. Yeah, it happens. Sometimes I mean, they come and people go. People have lives. Some people are watching people the People have lives. People yeah. do things other than listen to our podcast as he turns my volume down. They do. They do do things other than Inappropriate. Well, you always talk like three decibels lower before we record and well, there's we record Boom. there's an adrenaline thing it is there's it, an adrenaline it's exciting because we all on gotham we always have a very exciting episode to talk ah! about but before we get into that uh amory you wanted to make a little announcement real quick right hi we're having a christmas gift exchange yeah if you guys <laughs> do you guys like us do you, do you like do you like presents we like presents do you like presents so maybe um, batman related presents possibly depending. possibly we are doing um we've organized a secret santa gift exchange through the website elfster mm-hmm. for listeners of all of our shows so you know there will be some once upon a time people some gotham people some universe box people um rip universe rip universe box but it's kind of still there it's it's kind of there but um we'll have the link in the show notes for you to go to that um blog post about that with a little bit more it's not a huge like mm-hmm. amount i think it's i have it set at like 15 dollars yeah or you can just go over to universebox.com and it's right up on the front page it's right up on the front page so, um and we'd love we i mean we'd love to buy you a gift if we get you we would i i really 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 like buying mm-hmm. presents especially for christmas gift exchanges it's kind of a problem mm-hmm. i usually join too many this year i'm down to two um <laughs> yeah we already have what like we have nine people nine people signed up nine people oh good bobby's in the chat yay bobby hello bobby um so chat. yeah we have a bunch of people many that you may recognize from our chat including senor bobby mm-hmm. yeah but um, if you want to get your gift on in gotham yeah gotta go to universebox.com check out the blog post and and then go to elfster and uh, sign up and sign uh, up. what's what's the deadline uh december 1st so you december still 1st. have a little bit. I made it after Thanksiving to give mm-hmm. people some time. So definitely, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a, it's a it's a way to keep the spirit of Gotham yes. giving all throughout the new year and all throughout the break and everything. Absolutely, because we gotta definitely. have something to do in December because there's no Gotham. Yeah, there is no Gotham. Only a couple weeks left on Gotham. <gasps> Which, by the way, we'll also mention that if you if you do a Gotham podcast, uh, we're oh, going to yeah. be doing a Gotham Podcasters Roundtable the week after Gotham goes off the air. We sent an email out to some that we were aware of, but if you do one and we don't, we you didn't get an email from me. Yeah, email us. Just shoot us an email, legendsofgotham at gmail dot com, and we'll get it all set up. Totes. It'll be funsies, lots of totes. Okay, uh, Anne Marie, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with our riddling, rhyming episode summary? Okay, why is the lady after our hero? She'll kill her mom if you've got the dinner. How does the Riddler treat a house guest? He sticks him with needles to ensure proper rest. Is Jim in danger? Yep, that's a bingo. Will he get eaten by the chain-swinging flamingo? Where darkness lies, will Gordon soon follow? A gun to the mouth is a bitter pill to swallow. That was a fun one. A bitter pill to swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Amory, what'd you think? I loved it. 
I really they just keep getting better and they, better. You know, honestly, it's a, it's, it's <sighs> impossible. I feel like I'm living. Don't say in, impossible. Please don't I, say that. I feel like I'm curled up in Enigma's apartment, living a <gasps> fever dream because Gotham just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I, I don't know the the tune. Whatever the tune. Whatever was. the tune was. Fill in the actual Fill tune. Fill in there. tune. Yeah. So I know. I think it was really good. Um, I know a lot of people were really excited for Flamingo. I, of course, have no idea mm. what a flamingo is except that he had a pink feather in his head. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of people were excited, but <gasps> okay. Some well, people, I apparently a saw class, a certain class of people were a certain class of people. So you, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just it felt like I saw a lot of uh, hullabaloo on the internet, being all mm. excited. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was good times. Good okay, times. So, what did you think? Uh, my first point, I, I liked it. Your first, I point. liked it. My first point is about flamingo, actually. Nice. Okay, uh, just a, uh, we've done the background on fl- flamingo before, but I figured I'd go ahead and just give you the the rough notes on it. Okay. Uh, he character created by Grant Morrison in 2007 for Bat- uh, Batman issue number 666. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cannibal. Who eats people's faces? Uh, yummy! And uh, he and in the show, uh, he's str- he was strong, capable, and crazed. And I really, really liked him. I also saw Joe from Portland in the chat room. Hi, Joel. Joe. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked uh, the rendition of him on the on the show. I all, I'm also really glad they finally introduced a. Uh, uh, Joel says he's cooking dinner, but he's here. Is it people's faces, Joel? Because uh, that would be appropriate. I think it was an ear. Maybe a cheek? Possibly. Maybe a cheek. Interesting. But I'm definitely glad they finally introduced a Morrison uh, creation on Gotham. Morrison is... Grant Morrison is one of my favorite comic book writers ever. And his run on Batman from the late aughts, like I think it was like 2005 or 2006 to 2009, 2010, something like that. It's maybe my favorite run on the Batman character ever. In fact, uh, part of the reason I don't like the Court of Owls story as much as most people is because I felt like it ripped off Morrison's run on this uh, uh, book with a Dr. Hurt and all yeah. that kind of stuff like, you know, a secret society manipulating Bruce Wayne's world his entire life, that sort of huh, thing. manipulating Bruce Wayne? Yeah, that I know. That doesn't sound People familiar do that all at the all. Time. But I also feel like he, uh, I, I feel like the Flamingo uh, fought with chains in the comic. I, I tried to find a picture, like a source picture to verify that. I couldn't. Yeah. But I feel like he did, and he did in this episode. So if, if It makes so, sense. It felt very natural, like it was definitely. just supposed to be there. Yeah, but he, he, was, uh, he was sick, twisted, and fun. I really, really enjoyed Sick, twisted, and fun. I'm concerned about you, sir. <laughs> I am concerned about you. I, I, I almost uh, actually, I, I almost would have pegged him as this week's Joker if we didn't have another one, which we'll get to. Uh, but I also just wanted to say, rest in peace, uh, Officer Parks. Oh, you know, she did a good job, too. Yeah. I was proud of her. Uh, yeah, she, you know, she stuck through uh, much longer than uh, other Jim Most Gordon. Most of the Strike Force? Yeah, other Jim Gordon mentees. Because I've noticed a pattern here. The, the more closely Jim mentors a newbie mm-hmm. and encourages a newbie and says, you're doing a good job, the more they're likely dying. they're going to die by the end of the yep. episode. Yep. So You want him to go, you know what? You suck. Rest in peace. Then you might make it. Rest in peace, Officer Parks. did he yell at Parks. Alvarez? Alvarez? Maybe. Early, early on? Yeah, yeah. He yelled at him, and now he's the one calling him and telling him. And, and now Alvarez has the, it can only appear by phone, I guess. <laughs> That's because he's out doing the promotional tour. Yeah, yeah. All of the interviews. I, I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely in a lot of Gotham articles, not so much in the Gotham show. And that's not a, a slight on he's him. He's got a real job. Yeah. Well, another real job. But, uh, anyway. Would like to see more of Alvarez. Totes. Definitely. Totes. I don't know why I'm saying totes tonight. Okay, so, so you totes want to talk about uh, Pangy Pants, right? Oh, uh, Mr. Pangy Pants and Ed. Um, Ed Nigma from Forensics. I ad- absolutely adore how he was taking oh, care of Oh, by the way, uh, rip, yes. I, I will say Rip, the guy from Forensics. <gasps> yeah, Rip, the guy from Forensics. I was kind of wondering, are, are they not missing Ed in Forensics? Where did he get all the medical things to take care of Penguin? Very true. However, um, Crazy Ed or Head Ed or whatever we were calling him uh-huh. snuck in there with a dead body. So I'm sure it's not too hard for Conscious Ed to sneak in and take some well, medical I mean, things. Zaz sneaks in there. Barbara sneaks in, in there. The electrocutioner took over the joint at one point. So did know. Zaz. Yeah, so did Zaz. So, so. basically, not worst to mention, protected. Not to mention the hashtag maniacs. Oh, the hashtag maniacs. But we, 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 we're not there, though. Ed. Ed. Ed and Pangy Pants. Ed and Ed and Peggy Okay, Pants. so not only did Ed take care of Peggy Pants physically, but he really took care of him mentally, too. Like, mm-hmm. so physically, he's forcing him to rest by stabbing him in the neck. <laughs> I appreciated that. Then he was like, oh, ex- prolonged exposure. Here, have some fluids. 
here's some water, and then we're going to have bottles and bottles of wine mm-hmm. and Chinese food. Hello. Always yummy. Um, yeah, and singing. Uh, not letting him leave. Be like, listen, dude, you're a wanted man. You're injured. You will make it three blocks, and then you'll be dead. Go back to bed. Stay. Trust me on this. Trust me. Um, then mentally, you know, sure, it sucks to lose your mom and the only person who's ever cared about you in your entire life, but you are going to be a better person for it, Mr. Pengy Pants, mm. because nothing's holding you back now. Nothing's holding you back now. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the team up that I don't know if is really going to be a team up or mentor, mentee, or what. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. I'm sure you do. Is that coming next? That might. That is coming next. Oh, actually. good. And last but not least, poor Leonard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Poor Leonard. You know, he probably has Did no... Did we idea. actually see Leonard or... Nope. Nope. Is it, it just implied? It, what do you mean? We saw the person. Well, hey, did we see the actual Leonard like, no, we don't without the bag on his head? No. Nah. I didn't think so. Nah. I didn't think so. Oh, a Kinker in the chat room says, I think Flamingo should have been cast by a creepier looking guy. I thought he was pretty creepy, especially uh, with the blood on his teeth and the gun in his mouth. Yeah, I yeah. thought that scene was a little... Which is that... I was thinking that was what the title reference, A Bitter Pill to Swallow, was about. Was like the, the gun, gun. gun in the mouth. See, I also thought... I thought it was... Um, I mean, it always has multiple things, but I thought it was that Penguin accepting the fact that his mother dying was going to be a good thing. That too. Because I feel like that would be a pretty bitter thing. Okay, but I had some thoughts about the whole Ed and Pangy Pants team up uh, uh, slumber party thing too. Okay. Okay, uh, Ed the free man, as I call it here. Mm -hmm. I... I, as I thought, Ed wanted Penguin to be his teacher, uh, yet uh, through his monologuing, uh, he became a teacher of sorts, uh, right. kind of how you pointed out. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- that was such a good monologue uh, yes! by Corey Michael Smith slash Ed Nigma. Uh, some, some key lines. I, I think it was actually... I thought you just said key lines. I was like, I... <laughs> it, it was uh, Corey Michael Smith uh talking but enigma enigma's voice it yeah. was all uh, cory michael smith's actual thoughts as a person <gasps> Ooh. no i'm kidding joel from portland i was thinking john leguizamo oh for flamingo yes that would have been good that would have been that amazing been as long as it wasn't john leguizamo from the pest which is one of my least favorite movies ever <laughs> uh but I, actually my my uh, former client of mine romany malco was in that movie oh romany uh but uh yeah, some really good lines in Ed's monologue. Uh, for, uh, this is just a summary of a few of them that I really liked. We are mm-hmm. better unencumbered. Uh, your weakness was her. Mm-hmm. A man with nothing that he loves is a man who can't be bargained. A free man. Mm-hmm. I really like that kind of. It's it's kind of a summary of what makes a good villain. Uh, what makes a good uh, someone who can play in this world of Gotham, which is so intense. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can't you can't have lever you can't have something that someone can get leverage. Right. For or else, you know, you're going to be like Jim being led around by a million different forces because he shot a guy in the first episode, you know? Right. I, I, although I do think that the reason Jim keeps pushing Lee away, Leslie away, mm-hmm. is is because of this. Because he wants to be unencumbered. Yeah. He doesn't want uh, something that, you know, can be bargained for like Barbara did last episode with right. Leslie. He wants to be free to fix Gotham. So I think this is going to be a big thematic thing, not just for Penguin and Riddler here in this scene, but yeah. for Jim overall in at least the half season, if not the full season. Yeah, that's got that relationship has to end. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Chinese food, wine and murder. A true friendship. That's just a good slumber party. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just nice to see them because, you know, Penguin has been like, eh, what's this nerd doing? Uh-huh. For most of his interactions with Ed. In and the then last a bottle episode, or two of wine. Yeah. And, and now they're uh, together and joyful. And it, it's just a, it was just kind of nice, a rare, relaxed moment amongst the villains during the rise of the villains. And uh, yeah, I have some more thoughts on Penguin later on. But okay. I, I think as far as their team up, pretty, pretty darn good. Oh, it was uh, amazing. Yeah. Also, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't get a chance to look, but. But I noticed that uh, that Enigma had a Zelda the Great um, poster or something in his in his apartment, which I believe is a reference to the '60s Batman show. There was a oh, really? a villain called Zelda the Great, which I think uh, Holy Bat Pastors called out once or twice. Too. Oh, has he? Yeah. So. Uh. Oh, that makes sense. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, yeah, you wanted to talk. I have some thoughts on Jim. Talk Jim a bit has about completely Jim. and 100% cracked. He's done. Mm. He's like, <laughs> can't even like function. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play in these things, people. Um, so we've seen him moving more and more towards the dark side and how he's having a lot harder – the dark side mm-hmm. – um, having a hard time holding the darkness away and resisting and fighting. Common theme in life right now, I guess. <laughs> um 
But this time, I think it really came to a head. Mm-hmm. Like, with the excessive force on the assassins trying to kill him. Nah. Well, except maybe hanging the dude's head out the window. Mm. I don't know. I might have launched him. That felt like a very a very Batman move to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it did feel very Batman-esque. But he did it right in front of Barnes, and this is not... Pray to me! You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Um... I think uh, there we go. I think I think the Riddler. Stu- oh, uh, the Riddler stuck Amory with a, a needle in the neck. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Hydrate. Um, okay. I think when he realized that both Leslie and Barbara were pointing out this darkness monster in him, mm-hmm. um, he's and that he's leaning into it. It's finally sinking in, and he's like, "How is this going to change? Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, and I'm sure that's why we don't see him actually blow Flamingo's brains out, mm-hmm. which of course thanks barnes for the idea <laughs> thanks for that it was great jim took some inspiration you know he did take some inspiration from his bottom but no i i think you're right that jim is definitely leaning into very dark places but i think i think he's seen some utility in it and i think i think it's going to be a case of know thyself uh with you know obviously tempered because right. jim is a good guy underneath with even with everything going on he is a good guy at the heart of it right so i, I think it's going to be a situation of know thyself i think at the end of the half season mm-hmm. he's going to come to a place where he's accepting of this dark side he leans into it he throws off the baggage mm-hmm. of of leslie adios leslie and baby yeah and uh and he he's able to just go full tilt into bringing down these villains who keep rising up everywhere who keep popping up everywhere but i i think it's going to be an er- interesting joy journey uh and i'm also very excited to see jim kind of unencumbered mm-hmm. as that would, would it would be really nice to see definitely yeah Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, th- I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good, but I think uh, we we'll probably have another episode or two before it really hits. I think really so, hits. probably. All right. Well, uh, I, those are our main points. Those uh, are our big we're gonna points. Be, we're going to be back with a lot of other little points. We even added a couple this week. Yes, we uh, did. But before, but before we do all that, I think it's time to look at this Joker, 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 Joker. Look at this Joker, Joker, Joker. Look at this Joker, Joker. Look at this. Joker, they dress like clowns now. Yes, look at this Joker where we where we look at uh, clues and indications about Jokery related items on Gotham. We've mm-hmm. been doing it since episode one. I'm already down to season one, episode thirteen, with Ooh. that weird dude in the bathroom and Penguin sitting at the lodge with Maroni, who's dead now. And oh. then there's Jerome. And there's we a like, lot of people on this list that are dead now. And then uh, Jerome showed up in the blind, blind fortune teller, and we, and were, we like, were like, "There's never going to be a Joker." ever again and then they killed him and then he yeah and then he died and then we were like well we'll bring it back whenever we can and this is the first time we can besides pointing out some stuff about suicide squad yep uh season two episode nine a bitter pill to swallow right at the beginning of the episode you see some very uh mark hamill-esque uh joker-esque eyes painted on a wall with (laughs) in the smile yeah, and the, in a smile right underneath of it, right in the opening shot. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically, it does that, then it pans over to the newsstand. So uh, we found a Joker, finally. Yep. Finally. Uh, it's we- been... How, how long has it been since Jerome died? What was six that? Episodes. Episode, so six episodes. We finally found a Joker. I now I that feels either, like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it was only two weeks ago, but obviously not. Yeah, but I, either Jerome was resurrected down in Indian Hill, or his madness is still infecting the streets of Gotham. Ah. Either way, this wall is pretty funny looking. And if you want to uh, check out all of the Jokers we've come across so far, go to legendsofgotham.com and click on "Look at this Joker" right at the top. Did the hitman working for? for the lady ceased trying to kill jim after this episode he was dead yeah they we're all dead yeah they killed him they <gasps> oh, killed that or do man. you mean or does he mean flamingo and if you mean flamingo joel he's in jail yeah i i have some thoughts on on the lady we'll oh, get to we'll the get to lady. just a little bit here she's a lady <laughs> okay but uh before before we uh we we do have i i i, I feel like the bat phone's gonna start ringing any second but oh, before okay. we do that we wanted to mention our patreon real quick too hi we've got a patreon over at patreon.com com slash universe box it's a way that you can help support our podcast mm-hmm. uh legends of gotham and greetings from storybrook as well as some others that are going to be coming down the pike such as we're so lost uh and- recording next monday 8 30 p.m est at live.universebox.com we'll be covering pilot, pilot episode, episode two. two um but patreon it's a monthly contribution you can start at 10 cents seriously it's in your couch it's in your car <laughs> 
you probably got like 20 bucks in your car because mm-hmm. we all do um sticky with lollipops and things but um it's a way to help us beef up our content that's what's letting us um choose pick and choose which projects we do like uh bill and bobby in the chat room just did a special on with mm-hmm. bob and david yeah mr, mr. Show, show and then with bob and david the revival on right. netflix and we, that, we did a two-part special and that's something we were able to do mm-hmm. because we had this um we've been able to upgrade um mics we've been able to upgrade cameras hosting all sorts of stuff yeah, and, and it, it just makes us better people and, and even even the the lower range um donations you can make uh get you access to every book i've ever written yep, which uh, is for not free. nothing yeah i there's like six of them now or something mm-hmm. like that it gets you uh access to our, our patron hangouts, hangouts where you can come hang out with us on google plus seriously once a you month. can talk to us ask us real questions and uh, it also gets you exclusive movie commentaries which we're gonna be- get back into later on this week yeah probably this week because yeah birthday. but uh, uh and uh we want to thank our 35 patrons who are currently giving us uh 218 a month and as i did uh you're gonna call night, them out i was asking yeah, i was I, gonna refer them to that episode <laughs> yeah i'm going i'm going to go ahead and uh say thank you individually to all of them right now thank you angel carrie lisa lisa jaime brian paul Anne, Timothy, Michael, Tammy, Monica, David, Sarah, Rebecca, Karen, Sage of Earth, Elizabeth, Kelsey, Becca, Hope, Anne-Marie, not this Anne-Marie, other oh, Anne-Marie. other Anne-Marie. I was like, I'm uh, not supporting us. Travis, Nicole, Bobby, and a few who I'm wish to... Re- rest. And a few who wish to remain anonymous, which is cool. It's you can cool, remain man. anonymous. Um, Joel meant, will there be more? Or did the group just say, let's kick rocks, Jim's too tough? Oh, no, I think there will be more. I have some theories on there that. There are coming theories up, coming, Joel. sir. Definitely. But uh, thank you so much to our 35 patrons. We love each and every one of it. Big you. hearts. Bring, 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 bring. The bat phone, the bat phone. The answer bat phone, it, Bill. The bat phone. What? Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm going to answer the bat phone here. Hello? Legends of Gotham. Hey, it's Holy Bat Pastor. Holy Bill and Anne Marie Tower, two of my favorite people in the world. Good. I'm going to try to make this quick. Uh, these are just some odds and ends, some random observations from not just uh, this past episode, but kind of from several of the most recent episodes. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on earlier uh, episodes of Legends of Gotham, but the bird that flew out of Barbara's mouth last week, someone probably mentioned it, but that was certainly, had to have been a callback to um, the bird that flew out of the mouth of Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. I love how they keep having these nods to various aspects of the Batman franchise Mm. um, as, as we see in film. Um, also, another observation, we had talked several weeks back about Zelda the Great being one of the magicians in the Batman mythology, and um, we have another look this past week at uh, a machine in Edward Nigma's apartment, and I'm sure many of you saw it where I it says Zelda this. on it. And it looks like one of those fortune-telling machines, possibly, and it, oh, it's been there the in several, on several occasions. Uh, I think we first saw it in Mommy's Little Monster. I'd like to see that uh, pop up or her pop up as a character. Also, in regards to his decor, does anyone else get kind of a Schumachery vibe uh, from uh, Batman Forever? Just the way he's kind of uh, decorated in a sociopath chic, I guess you could say. I think that 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 may be intentional. And again, (laughs) that validates the various aspects of the Batman franchise. Also, I just wanted to follow up on last week's voicemail uh something happened with it so just in case you were curious my observation was this edward nigma is driving a chevy 2 now just hold on for a minute the chevy 2 was it was debuted as the chevy 2 that was the official name um but then very quickly it, it adopts this model called the nova and then for a number of years it's kind of known uh popularly by both names Chevy 2 and Nova. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the Nova dimension of the car's personality becomes the dominant personality or the dominant name, and it becomes known as only the Nova, and the Chevy 2 moniker oh, is dropped. I like that. That reminded me very much of Edward Nigma. He comes into the world as Edward Nigma. Two personalities begin to fight it out. The dominant personality, as we see, is beginning to win and eventually will be one where he won't be known to the world as Edward Nigma, but really as the stronger personality, the Riddler. And so I thought that that was kind of an like interesting it. parallel uh, to the car that they have given him to drive. I just can't imagine that that's an accident. So anyway, that's my random thoughts. I look forward to hearing you guys tonight um, and watching you in the morning. Uh, much love to you all. Good night, Gothamites. 
Thank you very Thank much, you, sir. Pastor. Always a pleasure to play your voicemail. Absolutely. And I swear I didn't listen to it beforehand because it came minutes before the it show. It really started, did. So. Yes, we just got it then. Yeah, but I uh, thank you very much, and we'll have uh, we'll have uh, more feedback from all you guys here in just a few minutes. Yep. Okay, but I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about Captain Barnes, Captain Barnes, and Jim's line, the line of Jim. Okay, uh, now uh, Barnes has a wonderful little monologue in this. There's a lot of little wonder, wonderful little monologues. There was some in this episode. great writing. Who in this wrote episode? this? episode find that out for me to the internet this is amory google's things <laughs> okay but uh, yeah i he has a nice little monologue here and he says uh there uh, the main point of it is there is no line as in no line you can cross or no line to cross there's just the law i uh, so barnes feels like uh any man is capable of anything given the right opportunity kind of like almost like that joker idea from the killing joke uh all that separates him and batman is one really bad day yeah I uh, so yeah, I very nihilistic outlook by Barnes. Uh, I'm wondering if this is foreshadowing that he's going to cross that line, I or that imaginary that line of the law, that law line, if you will. Yeah. I uh, even after giving Jim the motivation motivation he needed not to cross the line. Yeah. Like I wonder if we're going to see Barnes succumb cross to the yeah line. yeah. I su- could see su- that because he was still struggling. Yeah, definitely. It, it, you know, so will the tables turn? Uh, will Jim have to take Barnes down eventually? Will Ooh. Barnes, will Barnes uh, break bad, as it were? Like I'm I, getting there. I, I'm kind of wondering if that's going to happen for sure. I, I, I do think this was definitely the first time I feel like they they uh, made decent use of Michael Chiklis as an actor. Yes, they he, gave him something to do. Yeah, it, it it's felt like he's been phoning it in since he showed up in the GCPD. And I mean, that's no slight on Chiklis or anything. They just, like you said, they haven't given him much to do. Right. But he had some nice juicy stuff. Uh, he had to pretend like his leg was stabbed. Uh, he had to gushing. get up in Jim's face a lot. And then he got this really nice little monologue about his backstory and why he's so extreme about everything has to follow the law and the mm-hmm. letter of the law and we have to do things by the book. We get to find out a little bit about why. Yeah. I, I guess apparently he was a soldier in a war. Well, I we don't, knew that. Well, I we knew he was a soldier. We didn't know he was necessarily like a wartime soldier. I think kind but, of at this point, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, we have no idea what time frame they're using because they're all using flip phones, y'all. Flip yeah. phones. Or antique phones. Right. Right. So, well, but that was that's a style choice. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it's a nebulous time anyway. So he might have been. It could have been in, anything. in the Persian Gulf. He might have been in the Iraq War. Right. Who knows, it, we right? don't know what war, but it was a third tour there. Yeah, but uh, it, it, Barnes also tells Jim, you know, not to push the boundaries right. of the law. You know, it, when he's hanging the guy out the window, the piano repairman out the window. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm wondering if this is. Uh, if this philosophy is why he needs a Batman that isn't encumbered by the law. Right. You know, it maybe the maybe this philosophy that Barnes gives Jim in this episode is why Jim feels okay turning to a Batman in a time of need because as a policeman, as a man of the law, he can't cross that line. Batman oh. can cross that line. Right. And he in you know, in most versions of the story he fundamentally believes that Batman is a good man, and he has has the best of intentions for Gotham City in his heart. And uh, depending on who you believe in, most of the time he kind of halfway suspects it's Bruce Wayne anyway. You know, uh, but oh, there was a really good episode of Batman, the animated series like that. It was a Scarecrow episode, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, Batgirl had been exposed to the Scarecrow gas, mm-hmm. and she lived through this hallucination where she got killed as Batgirl without telling her dad mm-hmm. that she was Batgirl. Jim Gordon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then he he invades the Batcave. He's like, I always knew it was you, Bruce. I'm, I'm bringing you in. And he, like, you know, arrests Alfred and, like, right. tears apart the Batcave and completely destroys the Bat family. Aww. Really heart-wrenching episode. One of my favorites, for sure. But, uh, yeah. The writer. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I, th- I thought we were the... You, you finish? No, go ahead. Okay, the writer was Megan Moschin Brown. Um, And from what I can tell, she hasn't been listed as the writer since... Well, Welcome back, Jim Gordon. The Interesting. Episode. So that's pretty impressive for how awesome this episode was. Yeah, well, that was the first episode back after the mid-season finale last year. Right. But that was still, I mean, that's almost a year. Oh, uh, Bobby asked if we did an episode uh, of that in the feed. We we might have. We I think because we did a couple of Batman the Animated Series yes. episodes. So, yeah, we might have done that That's episode, why Bobby. when you were saying that, I was like, I know this one. Yeah. 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 It's a good episode. Uh-huh. Great episode. Go check that out on our feed uh, with guest star Bobby. <laughs> 
Oh, that was the one we did with Bobby, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let me see here. I don't know what episode it was, but okay. You wanted to talk a little bit about Tabby. Tabby, 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 Tabby. has a heart, guys. She has feelings. She has emotions, and it's not just let me kill you. She she's so sad because of Barbara. Mm-hmm. She's mad at Jim because he hurt Barbara, not because of the plan mm-hmm. and any and anything that's been set up. That's why she hired the hitman. It had nothing to do with the fact that Theo was arrested because of Jim. It's mm-hmm. because Jim hurt her Barbara. I find that sweet. fabulous <laughs> because it, it gives her a dimension. Yeah, she hasn't had anything. She's basically been hired muscle. For most yes, of the, hired the muscle so in stilettos, and yeah. no. Um, but I love that Theo tells her to go find a librarian to torture to make herself feel better. <laughs> you awesome. know, for some reason, when he said that, I pictured Kristen Kringle right away. So did I. So did I. Speaking of Kristen Kringle, Ed kept another trophy. I know he's going to get busted, man. Yep, you can't keep trophies. Guys. You can't keep. You can't keep your ex-girlfriend's glasses who you killed around right yeah um mm. also what did i say let's see uh yeah this was the first time we got a side of her that was emotional there was mm. i mean we haven't gotten really anything other than i'm bored i'm bored i'm bored the mayor's no fun anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was really nice to see that and how mad she really is because she can't shoot herself yeah because she doesn't miss mm. i don't think she's ever missed really so yeah as long as we're talking about that I think I'll go ahead and uh, do my last point here just so you can follow along uh, about the lady uh, who she hires to kill Jim Gordon. Uh, First of all, it's Missy from Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love her. It She's was actually awesome. going to be an article that we uh Yeah, uh, it was actually news. a news story we were going to report on this week, but obviously she was in the episode, so no yeah. need. Great to see her on Gotham. And another uh, Doctor Who connection to Gotham, because as we all know, Sean Pertwee, Pertwee. is the son of a who. Uh, you son of a who. You son of a who. Uh, but great to see her uh, on, on the episode. You know, uh, there are shades of Missy there, but I think it's a very different kind of character yeah. at the same time. Much more kind of collective. Less goofy, oh, less snarky. I uh, definitely. I also loved her crazy hair, like the weird crazy hair. See, I didn't find it that crazy. I thought it was like weird and swoopy and fun. No, it was period for what they had going on with the speakeasy. Yeah, but it, stuff. It, it was much different than her hair in Doctor Who. Well, for yeah, example. I mean, it's it, not Doctor. It was. Who. It was definitely very styled. Yes, it was highly styled. Absolutely. And, and her old style phone, the old uh, mm-hmm. you know weird antique phone, was a lot of fun too. I, I also dug the whole. I, I, I dug that we got to see a new uh, mob boss in Gotham because we haven't – I mean we got uh, Maroni But I don't Falcone. think she was a mob boss. Well, she was kind of like – she was a boss. She was boss like Fish was She boss. was more of a madam. Well, she, well, but a madam of assassins. Well, I mean, she she was running kind of a, a ca- underground casino. So she she was a boss in the same sense that Fish was a boss. Like she had boys, she had she had a thing going on, but she had a bit, but she had an illicit business going on. She was the boss of, okay, more or less. But you, you know, we haven't really seen many of those people since last season because right. last season we had Maroni and Falcone and Fish and that guy Fish was sleeping with that Russian guy ah, that Russian. she killed and all those people around the table that got killed one by one they've all been killed at this point no yeah. one's left so it was like, nice to see that kind of presence on but then gotham who's again. her boss I'd, I'd probably nobody at this point because i mean the king of gotham has been he's unseated. tucked into bed with Ed, or by Enigma. yeah so i mean i but it was nice to see that that type of character on gotham again and i'm glad that it seems like she's she's probably going to be sticking around for a while because a little bit at least yeah well they as as the first assassin she said after Jim said, even if, if she fails, she tries, tries again. She keeps sending people until she succeeds. And I think that even if Tabitha calls her off, uh-huh. she's her, her, it's going to be a point of pride. She's not going to stop. I. Uh, she's not going to let a failed target get away. She'll, she's going to be gunning for Gordon in the future, guaranteed. I, I would assume we might see one or two more hitmen come after Gordon. Uh-huh. And then we're going to get like a full episode where she gets fully fleshed out. And we're going to see her come after Jim hard. And he's pr- either going to take her down or not. But it's going to be a lot of fun seeing her on the show. And I mean, I really welcome addition to the Gotham family, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
for? Um, okay, so you jumped points, so I'm trying to see where I'm. You wanted to talk about Bruce and Selena, right? Okay. Well, you skipped your, yeah, that one that you have highlighted. That's okay. fine. Go ahead. Okay, just, it confused me. Okay, Bruce and Selena, hi. Um, <laughs> what, uh, um, what evidence does Selena have on Silver uh, is what I'm really curious. Very good question. And how did she get it? Was this just from her spying on the big fancy penthouse because I'm sure she saw quite a bit of stuff if she was spying on that house mm-hmm. for any length of time. Oh, yeah, including stuff hidden in the wall. and uh, It was hidden in the picture. Mm-hmm. It was in a picture, not a wall. Ah. Uh, <laughs> then, um, so how long has she been hanging around the window a lot? Okay, will Bruce actually believe her? Because I think she's going to need some sort of like physical evidence. Well, it before... sounded like she had it because he had doubted her already. Yeah, but is he going to believe when she tells him whatever she tells him? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, and then this is sort of a, I mean, this is more Bruce and Silver versus Bruce and Selena, but does he partially like her because she's kind of like him with the whole high society and like Richie people versus, you know, Cat and her gutter buddies? Well, I don't think I don't think he was necessarily super anti cat. No, I just I think Cat was more anti normal life, anti him than him being anti her. I'm just And that kind of that pushed him away. I was you just know? throwing it out there. No, I'm just saying that's how that's at least that's how I read the Bruce and Selena relationship. Um is that you know she she pushed him away because she was af- she does because she's afraid to get close to anybody. Yeah, she was afraid of rejection. But she still can't. I can't quit you. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I definitely think though the whole uh, high society thing is part of it for sure. Also, mm-hmm. she I mean she she's yeah uh, I, I mean for a fourteen year old I'm sure she's a very attractive young woman and she's <laughs> and, and she's because I, I I don't want to get it don't get it twisted I yeah uh, but uh, she also slipped him a hotel room key about that which was a little uh wrong little advanced (laughs) yeah but you see what she's coming with from yeah very true so there's that but uh yeah Yeah. i I, i'm kind of interested to see where the whole thing with silver goes because obviously she's still connected to this whole plan theo has which i don't think we even i get there oh you get there we get there excellent okay so you know back to bruce wayne in the mm-hmm. house and everything. I really loved uh, the whole cat and mouse game that him and Alfred were playing the yes. whole episode. I feel like Alfred keeping one step ahead of Bruce is actually part of his training. Because yes. if Bruce is ever going to stand a chance of keeping his identity secret mm-hmm. I, in Gotham, especially with like Gordon, who has known him since he was a kid and right. everything. And I mean, he's a celebrity in Gotham too. Right. Like keeping his identity, uh, if he's going to keep his identity secret, he first must fool the butler. Uh, you know, if he if he can mm. if he can sneak out around Alfred, who is obviously very attentive, yeah, uh, and it, even more so now because of mm. Bruce trying to do all this stuff, yeah, yeah. then he's gonna be he's gonna breeze through the whole secret identity thing. I I really like the line too. Uh, if you force me to be your jailer, then that is what I will be. Mm-hmm. I, I I really enjoyed that line. Although I feel like the whole Bruce, I the the whole, the whole uh, kind of motif. Bruce tries something. Alfred says no. Bruce does it anyway. Anyway, is getting a little tired. It, That's it, this all was we've a little done. bit of a twist on it, yes. just a slight twist because uh, Bruce doing it anyway didn't happen because Alfred kept blocking him. Right. Uh, but I, it, it's feeling a little tired, especially after that one episode earlier this season where Bruce fired Alfred. You can't fire your legal guardian. If, if you have enough money, you probably can. You probably can. I. Uh, but you know, so I, I thought they had kind of established that boundary there. Like, okay. You're going to help me. But then again, I feel like this whole section was A, Alfred protecting Bruce, B, kind of part of his training too. Learning to sneak around Alfred. If you can sneak around me, Bruce, then you deserve to to do what you're going to do. I don't know. I, you know it, although I feel like uh, I feel like Bruce's uh, fake excuse, like I'm going to go to Jim Gordon in the morning. That's what he should have been doing. Yes, he should have done that a while yes. ago. Yes, yes. Taking it to Gordon. Uh, yep. King Kerr in the chat room Especially- says Nigma and Penguin need to take out Tabitha. Yes, that would be fun. That would be good too. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. But what were you going to say about Bruce? I don't know. 
You don't know? I don't know. Okay. Okay, on to me. Yeah. Are there any legitimate businesses in Gotham? The newspaper man at the beginning of the episode. I don't even believe it. I don't even believe it because everything seems to be a cover or a money laundering scheme <laughs> or something. Like, everything's a cover for an assassin's club, a hmm den, uh, mm. a like... A sex den, you mean? A sex den, yes. I, I did... I, I wasn't going to say it, but yes, a sex den. Uh, so it's like we have not walked into anything that people aren't like hanging out ready to kill mm-hmm. people in. Well, they, that could could be a function of the the side of society that we're that, seeing that, that we're exploring in Gotham. You yeah. know, I, it could be just but we're, we're we're dealing with cop with dirty cops and dirtier criminals you know so we're seeing their world and what they interact yeah. with you know all right fine fine there must be legitimate so- businesses up elsewhere well i'm just saying uh, maybe I maybe know. uh the sandwich shop uh for sandwich when penguin shop. right before penguin killed that guy he went and got a sandwich oh because you know the cart penguin killing people people for food. and eating stuff yeah now he's moved on to chinese food now hey you know like... he didn't kill anybody for that though right. speaking of penguin though i feel like i feel like we're finally seeing right. him we're seeing him at his lowest point he's ever been in the series lower than right. when jim threw him in the river yep lower than uh when he was a cook at maroney's i feel like this is penguin at his absolute lowest mm-hmm. I, he's never been this down before no. uh, I, and I, th- I i think the thing that is most shocking is that it seems like he regrets what he's done which yes. we've never seen from penguin before yes. he regrets his life of crime his murderous tendencies which makes me really many uh, very uh depressed because it makes me sad for penguin because that's not that's not my penguin. He should be joyous in his killing. Yeah. You know, he should uh, be joyous in his killing. Yeah, but I, I wonder, you know, he, he just had a not-so-good-very bad day, uh, Penguin. You know, he was just curled up <laughs> under the covers. What's that? Joel from Portland. Cat can't quit, Bruce. Oh, my God, you said that as I typed it. <laughs> <laughs> We're psychic. Uh, you know, but I, he he's very depressed, curled up under the covers, healing up and everything. Yeah. Poor Pangy. Poor, Poor Pangy Pants. pants. I, I, I wonder, though, if Ed hadn't pushed him like he did with that monologue, mm-hmm. would Penguin have left Gotham and a life of crime behind, do you think? Do you think he, w- he would have... He would have ditched no. out like he said he was going to? No. Why's that? Because that's all he knows. Mm-hmm. That's all he really knows. However, I can't wait to see what his dad has to say about everything. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for his father to come into the picture, too. I, I, I kind of expected him by now, actually. Yeah, I'm just wondering how it's going to happen. I, Although that promotional picture they released with his father and... Mother? And mother. Obviously, that's not happening. No. So Maybe it's flashback, but we don't get much mm-hmm. of that with this. Yeah, and Bobby, Bobby in the chat room says he regretted it because it uh, led to his mother. Mother's demise. Very true. Oh, Very yeah. True. And we have someone named Jokes on You in the chat room. But jokes Hello. on you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and last but not last least. Last but certainly not. Welcome to Gotham, brothers, monks, whatever you are. Mm-hmm. Did you really all have to stab the one poor security guard? I think one <laughs> of you could have handled it, but everybody had to warm up their knives. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see where this is This is going. Yeah. These are assassins uh, from the Order of St. Dumas. Yes. Um, Saint dumbass, as some might say. <laughs> uh, but no, they're highly trained assassins. They're Batman-level yes. fighters, uh, but they, they have no moral amb- or moral uh, – sticky thing with killing people right obviously so it, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with i almost wish there was a slightly larger budget so there was more of them like i think there was like a dozen of them i think 40 40 would be better maybe uh jokes on you says i would like to thank you for creating this podcast you're welcome we would like to thank you for enjoying the for, podcast yeah for enjoying yes. the podcast yeah definitely yes. jokes um, on you <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like I th- I think forty or so assassins would have been a much more menacing presence. Well, maybe than the more are coming. We maybe more are coming. Maybe this initial twelve is just to get Theo out of jail. This is just the first batch. This is the first wave, <laughs> and then we'll get. It, it's like in Plants vs Zombies. First wave zombies, and then we'll get assassins too. The new batch. It'll be good. It'll be good. No, it, but you know, speaking back speaking. to th- speaking of Theo in prison. Yeah, I almost feel like him going to prison. Yeah, I almost feel like that was part of the plan. He's too comfortable. Yeah, he's way too comfortable. And he kind of, he almost says it to Tabitha. Yeah. Like, you know, things are still in motion. Just because I'm in here doesn't mean right. the plan has stopped. Uh, right. We're going to be ruling the city. Like, I w- how does a disgraced mayor go from sitting in Blackgate prison yeah. to running the city? I, I, I'm still, I, I, I can't wait understand. to see that connective tissue. It's mm-hmm. going to be good. But, you know, I, uh, I, I, f- I feel like 
Theo uh, getting arrested last episode uh-huh. was very much part of the Batman's gambit that he's playing uh, throughout this season. Right. I also wonder, what do you think? Do you think, because Bruce still seems pretty convinced that Theo has the goods on his parents' killer. Hmm. Uh, mainly because he's a man of business. Right. Uh, he wouldn't He wouldn't he make wouldn't a deal go, like yes. that without backing it up. Do you, do you think? No. You, no. you still don't think? You think I think he knows who did it because I'm sure he, whatever, like, commissioned it. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't going to tell Bruce. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He's a good, no, he's not a good man, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, mm-hmm. you're 14. Shut it. <laughs> Sorry. There you have it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I guess I guess it's about time oh, then. No. I guess it's about oh, time. Oh no, then. there was what, what's up? There was eye things again. What what eye things? Bullseye. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. The the bullseye uh, with the glasses. Uh, uh, Joel in Portland says all businesses are corrupt, but who doesn't want to go shopping at that weapon and explosive Costco store from the Firefly episode? Yes, bring yes, that I, back. I want to go. What was it? Wasn't the hub? It was. I'm, I'm, I can't remember the name of it. It, it wasn't the hub though. <laughs> uh, but I I want to see an entire episode set there like a couple villains in jim gordon fighting duking it out in the in the comical explosive weapon warehouse right like and how much time i just randomly thought is how much time does um ben mckenzie gotta spend with the like coordinator for all these fights Mm -hmm. because he was really physical hand the elevator one was great was amazing there was flips and some might say it was a little pat, but I, I personally enjoyed the opening of the elevator yes. doors and the fight going yes. on and then closing and yes. keep going on. Whatever. It's There's always that level of that type of comedy mm-hmm. to the show. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Okay. So let's see here. And I, this is an accurate count. I, I kept track. I kept track Dead throughout assassins. the episode. Uh, no. Oh. No. Uh, not, uh, I, out of 534 puncture wounds, mm. how many puncture wounds do you give this episode, Amory? I'm going to go with 495. Why is that? Um, I think it was a really good episode. Like, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we're leaning, we're leading up to the good stuff. Like the big right. blow your hat off. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that we finally got a little more on this whole uh, brothers, monks, dumbasses, um, mm-hmm. dumbasses. It, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Just, you can it, say dumbasses. Okay, the dumbasses. Jada made it okay. <laughs> Jada! <laughs> um, so I don't want to give it much higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I'm not like, whoa, like, I have been a few other episodes this Mm -hmm. season, but it was good times, good times. Bobby gives it 450 puncture wounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, me? Yeah, you. You know, I'm I'm gonna give it, I'll give it like 485, because I thought, I thought the, the Enigma, uh, Penguin stuff was all phenomenal, and it was great to get, spend that much time with Enigma. Uh Uh-huh. Because I feel like this is- We haven't been getting a lot. I feel like this is the most Nigma heavy episode we've gotten. So, like, um, in the series, maybe. I don't know. The one where he kills Kristen was pretty heavy, too. Well, I don't mean heavy from an emotional perspective. Oh. I mean as far as, like, percentage of the episode. So do I. I mean, we like, saw him, like, kill her and date her and... Okay. I, I, I feel like we got more this episode. Okay, we got more. We got more. But, but it, or at least it felt more substantial at any rate. And I really enjoyed the... the uh, it, it almost felt like a B-plot with Jim. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it, it was a little repetitive, a little shooty, like... It's a cop show. I know. I know. And I, I, I really enjoyed the flamingo. Of course, it was nice to see him. I hope we I hope we get him back. I hope we get the lady back. I hope the villains continue to rise all the way up to 534 puncture wounds, which was the arbitrary. And now, on to the news. News. Okay, first up, the ratings. And Ratings are awesome. According to TV by the numbers, who know about these types of things. They do. Gotham is most likely going to get a third season. Uh, the show is Fox's number three rated drama behind uh, Sure Thing, Empire, and likely picks, uh, for now, of Rosewood. Uh, but it's a, in a better position than Rosewood at the moment. Aside I have from, never heard of Rosewood, have you? Neither have I. I, I aside from a one-week blip where it dropped to 1.3 uh, same-day rating, uh, Gotham has been a model of consistency this season, sco- scoring a 1.5 or 1.6 mm-hmm. 
for every episode. Uh, they, uh, that's right on Fox's scripted average, and it's doing those numbers with no help as it leads off Monday nights, especially exactly. with, with stiff DC Comics-related competition these days. So, yes. so uh, yeah, it's nice. It's pretty pr- a pretty it's, sure thing we're getting to season right. three, it, which it's is very not, good. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Uh, Joel gives the episode a period <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> so. Just a period. I don't know Just if a it's period. a good period, a bad period. That's fine. Why don't we watch uh, the, the uh, trailer for The Son of Gotham while we wait on Joel to... Figure out what's going on. Figure out what his rating is. The, a pretty intense, intense trailer, too. Let's check it out. I hereby order Theo Gallivan released. They're releasing Theo, and then he gets punched by Jim. Yep. They take Jim away. It's going down today. Yeah, there's all the guys in the hoods. Paper walls being busted. Only one episode left after this one. Some silver. Uh, some stabby stab. Nice. Bruce in a tunnel. I couldn't have done it without you. Gotham. And Theo couldn't have done it without good old Jim Gordon. Excellente. Good stuff. Good stuff. Back in the chat room, uh, Joel gives it 70 out of 88 lines crossed. Hey, Joel, we've talked about this. You can't You can't puncture make Puncture wounds. 534 puncture, puncture wounds. Puncture wounds. You have to conform to the arbitrary It must scale. be the salmon that he's having for dinner. It's messing be. with it. Must be. <laughs> and uh, I will warn you guys, if uh, you're super spoiler verse, this might be a little spoilery, so you might want to skip ahead about a minute. But Corey Michael Smith, during oh, his uh, yeah. Gothamatics Q&A a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. kind of dropped a little hint about maybe a returning character and mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you one more chance to skip away go away go away go away yeah the riddler uh teased jokes the return on of you the joker. jokes on you batman <laughs> yeah let's see here i'll just go ahead and it's scroll way, down it's close to the bottom yeah because they summarized they all of his it. other answers and everything here uh... Uh, yeah, I and he was asked uh, if he missed Jerome, mm-hmm. and he uh, Corey Michael Smith on Twitter said, "Yes, Cameron Mogahan is brilliant, but, but nothing is ever as it seems in Gotham." <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> and then there's a nice gift. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so uh, we might be seeing Jerome return, yes. right, come back around at some point. Okay, and let's see. Uh, Joel says <laughs> it, uh, the salmon was yummy and 404 wounds. <laughs> And nice. uh, uh, King King Kerr frowny faces from the two more episodes of Gotham. Yes. I King Kerr, King I, Kerr, really? Yes, definitely. King Kerr with King definitely. Kerr. Yeah. So next week, uh, when you're done watching uh, the Son of Gotham, the Son of Gotham, what I want you to do, I want yes. you to go find a cop. I want you to stab him 43 times in the stomach. <laughs> And then I want you to email legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Before they arrest you, tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Once you're in jail, you know, usually there's a good education program in prison. So they'll let you use a computer. Facebook us, facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And with your one phone call. Your one phone call. Uh, call us, us 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352, you dirty, dirty cop killers. And uh, first up, as usual, we're going to start with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. Uh, Hey. Uh, didn't have really a lot to say about this episode tonight, but I at least wanted to send in a quick voicemail nonetheless. Um, it was entertaining enough, I guess. Uh, it was kind of cool to see Gordon as a badass or to get to see how much of a badass he can be mm-hmm. having to face down his own little league of assassins, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, the like interplay that. between Bruce and Alfred was pretty cool. Um, it was kind of cool to see Bru- Alfred like stand up to Bruce Stand to this little boy. Um, where's Bullock? Where was Bullock during the episode? Maybe that's why I wasn't Sorely so missed. entertained. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess Barbara's in a coma, so I, I'm thinking <laughs> that she's going to wake up from the coma eventually, mm-hmm. and that's how conveniently she'll just like not remember a thing. I think because Jim didn't go with her back to Arkham, they're going to take her down to Indian Hill. Yep, going. Down that's why to I think that's Indian why he Hill. asked if if the if she was or if he was riding with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. And her and uh, Jim will end up back together and raising a little tiny bat, lo- uh, <laughs> tiny little bat girl. Um, yeah, other than that, I really didn't. You know, there wasn't a lot. Well, the, the monks. Well, how come? Like, I was expecting like dozens and dozens of monks, <laughs> and here at the end of the episode, we finally get the monks. You know, the Order of Damas. Like twelve, and it's like what first wave, uh, first wave like eight guys, of them or something. Like not not even a dozen. Uh, hopefully that's just the first wave and we're expecting more to come because I was expecting like the, the 
streets to just be flooded with with monks. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like it was just a man episode. Um, so like there was a bunch of assassins. So like quick and easy scale. I'm out of twenty four assassins, I'll give it seventeen. Uh, no, no, that wasn't fair. It was an all right episode. I'll give it eighteen. Eighteen out of twenty four <laughs> assassins. One more assassin. One more really, assassin doesn't really help that much. Oh yes, it does. Yeah, I guess it does. I guess it does. Thank you very much, Bobby. And uh, last week uh, we saw this after we got done with the show. So uh, we obviously couldn't. A, a newbie named Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, sent in a voicemail about last week's episode. So we're going to go ahead and play it now. Uh, take it away, Brian. Hey guys, it's Brian. Uh, hey. This is my first time ever calling in. I normally just watch the show on YouTube the day after, but you know I like it enough lately. I want to start watching it live and um. You know, tonight's episode was good. Um, tonight's the night was definitely a good episode. It was one of my favorites of the mm-hmm. season. Um, they're definitely going somewhere. I know they're building up to a uh, mid-season finale. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought Barbara died. I felt like it would have been a little bit more of like a impact, I guess you could say. It would have made the episode a little stronger, and it made like the episode. I'm tongue tied right now. It would have made the episode seem to make more sense if she died, but since she didn't, it seemed kind of like it was fun to watch her just kind of run around and mess with Jim, but it seemed kind of um, pointless if she wasn't going to die. But all in all, I did like the episode. If I had to give it a ranking between one to ten, I would give it about an eight point nine. Keep doing what you guys are doing. I love the show, and uh, I'll call in again with another review next week. Thank you, Brian. You Thank did, you, Brian. You did. Unless he did. Let me let me double unless check. Unless you did. I can check right now because I'm going to check. Checking, checking, check checking, a check one checking, two. Checking. No, we didn't actually get one from wah, Brian. Wah, Sorry, Brian. But uh, thank you very much, and we we hope you thank, call in yes. again. Sorry. Yes, please. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, we we missed it last week. I uh, sometimes uh, Google Voice takes a few minutes to email them to yeah, me. Yeah, we actually some... almost missed some others. Yeah, this week. Uh, but I, one one more voicemail here from Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. Rebecca. What's up, Legends of God? What's up? Rebecca Johnson, and I'm calling about the season two episode titled A Bitter Pill to Swallow. Even though this was a good episode, I wasn't all that invested in it. I liked the elevator fight scene and the Ed Nigma penguin stuff, but overall, this one didn't do much for me. I will say, though, that Bruce Wayne's turtleneck game was on point. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear your thoughts. You guys know oh, that turtleneck was awful. Here, hold on. You're pulling up the picture you showed me earlier? Yeah, you guys know that that turtleneck was a total Batman reference, right? Here, I'll pull up the picture yeah, it and show was, you guys. No, see, I think it was Steve Jobs. No, it wasn't Steve Jobs. It was totally Steve Jobs. It wasn't Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Hold, hold on one sec. <laughs> I got to do the right Google search here. This is called... Uh, watch Us Google Things. Watch Us Google. Watch Us Google Things. Googling, 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 Googling. Google Things. Okay, hold on one second. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And this is a really good, good reference, too, which is why I'm taking the time to do it. And he did okay. And Actually, he did. one of the pictures has this next to a picture of Steve Jobs. Does so, it? Yeah, your comparison is pretty on point. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. In, in the Batman movies, right. uh, wore a turtleneck exactly like the one young Bruce is wearing. Ugly. In this episode. And here's the picture uh, with Steve Jobs for reference. But yeah, so it was a Batman reference. That that stupid outfit that young Bruce was an awful, was awful wearing. outfit that for was... his sleazy, sleazy girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You don't like silver very I much, I don't. Do mm-hmm. And Bobby says that Adam West always rocked a turtleneck, too. Turtlenecks are awful. Mm-hmm. Burn them. Okay, and we have a... What, we, ha- we have... One last uh, letter here from uh, Cliva. You want to read it? Yes. Um, I am the beginning of the end and the end of time and space. I am essential to creation and surround every place. Who am I? The letter E. E for Ed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love that, by the way. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. I love Edward on this show. He was... uh, funny, clever, and just really fun to watch. He has been the, this entire season of Gotham. Keep giving me more Ed. He is one of the two reasons I watch this show, the other being the Penguin. Both of these characters just steal the scene for me every time they are shown. I gotta be honest, everything else that happened in the show, I don't really care about. <laughs> I think the whole triangle between Jim, Barbara, and Lee is boring. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo and his sister's storyline, slow and just not interesting. And Bruce, kind of dumb. 
Um, I don't see him as the future Batman. Okay, I fight with you on that one. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe the other characters we will get later in this season, but not right now. Ed Riddler and Penguin Storyline is the only reason to watch the show, at least for me. I give this episode 44 out of 50 Miss Kringle eyeglasses. Stupid Ed. Don't keep stupid, trophies. Stupid, stupid, stupid Ed. Don't, don't keep what, trophies. What? What? Bat hickeys. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Joel from Portland says oh, that. Oh, no. They, uh, Bruce has to hide all the bat hickeys from silver with the turtleneck which i could totally see as it being that's why they chose it because they have been making out quite a bit okay so next week uh when you're done watching the son of gotham the son of gotham what i want you to do yeah i want you to go find that cop that stabbed in an alleyway put pressure on the wounds while you're holding the 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 wound with one hand take your other hand email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Find the Flamingos change. Beat the cop. 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Why are you such a cop killer? Not even... I, I know the Gotham police are dirty, but they don't deserve to die. Dirty, dirty. Why are you doing that? Don't do that. Just send us feedback after next week's episode of Gotham. Stabby, stabby. Okay, we want to thank our stabby. chat room who uh, joins us 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com on Tuesday night, Tuesday. the night after Gotham airs. Uh, True that. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to see you here. Uh, Join definitely. us, please. Yes, yeah. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. You can sign up for our gift exchange yes! uh, there as well. There's there's a blog post right up on the front page. Sign up. We like presents. And uh, you can find Batman down in the Batcave, hanging out, going, yo, I'm Batman, yo. I'm Batman, Peace. yo. I love it. That was it? Yeah, that's there it. There was no until next time. No, no, wait, no we, were, we were about to do it. Oh. We were about to back up. <laughs> Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Son of Gotham. Son of a Gotham. Son of a Gotham. Son of a Gotham. Hey, I like to go to Gotham. You would like to as well. If you don't want to go to Gotham, I say you go to hell. Hello.